Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes. Yes. Jackson, how does my hood up look on the YouTube cameras? I'm not in the YouTube yet. Oh, I like it. Does you kind of look like uh, Obi Wan Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, really? Yeah. Ben Kenobi to you. Yeah. Well, we're we're tight. Thank you. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party. It's driven by Munganass, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That's Jackson Burkett. This is your show, though. It's not, it's not Jackson's show. It's your show. It's the People's Program on HD1. We've had the People's Show on AM radio. We've had the People's Show on HD2. This is the People's Show on HD1. Yep. And the people gather and, and have made friendships, lifelong friendships, in the 101 ESPN YouTube chat. And I would say you go in there and you talk it over and gain acceptance from Tiny PP and, and his people. And you will find freedom. Yeah, absolutely. I love the the YouTube chat and the community that we've cultivated in there. Wow, there um, really are a bunch of people in there. But it really is kind of being a smart ass, to be honest with you. There are a bunch of people in there. Droid it, effects is in there. It's a community that kind of cultivated itself. And I think all credit, not all credit, but a lot of the Goes credit to has me. to go. Well, you first. Right, thank you. And then Don Peepee. Don Peepee. You know, you got to pay your respects. You got to kiss the ring. And Don Peepee, what he's done, <laughs> it's it's truly a marvel. Well, this looks This looks terrible. I, I, I'm a hood up guy. I mean, but your hood is down. We're, we're, here, Jackson go, and I are wearing masks. I'll go <laughs> in solidarity. I'll do it in solidarity. It's a short go, hood. It's a short uh, hood situation. That's the issue? Yeah. I'll go up in solidarity. Who is the Hoodie dark, sinister figure with the flashing blue eyes? That's from Steven Sexton. Yeah, look at us. We're Hoodie Mellow yeah. over here. Yeah. Tune into YouTube. Watch two hot guys with their hoods up. Anyway, Jackson, what do we have on today's balloon party here on 101 ESPN and on YouTube? Well, a Thursday tradition that's kind of getting the same kind of traction that the Friday Six Shooter got oh so many months ago is the Thoroughfare Thursday, where the listeners are just as involved in the content of the show as the two members of the show proper. Wow, 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 wow. Now, the difference here is I pay the listeners for their questions, whereas you provide the questions on the Friday Six Shooter and the wonderful people at Angry Beaver sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we still obviously have a little pills half and half that we can dive into. But if the listeners want a certain topic, a deep dive, as one might say, send it on in. You know, you might get paid for listening to the program. Yeah, $35. It's great. $35. That's Venmo. Uh, six minutes in and we're talking about Don's PP ring. That's from the 314. Actually, we're two minutes and 41 seconds in. I got this clock right in front of me, so I know exactly how long we're... Right. I got to tell you, we might not need the Thoroughfare Thursday. I welcome it, and as listeners know who I have Venmoed, I Venmo you immediately, that $35. Uh, and of course, you're welcome to text in your suggestions for Thoroughfare Thursday, the deep dive requests, 314-399-9646. I don't want to ignore the textures. 
I've just grown fond of the YouTube chat. I don't know. Hey, the heart wants what the heart wants. Amen. Uh, and that's uh, the 101 ESPN channel uh, provided by the Airlines team cameras on YouTube. Derek Gould's article in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch I thought was wonderful today. I really did. Jackson, had you read it, be honest with me, before I, I started reading excerpts on TMA this morning? I had not. I'm usually in the post-dispatch a lot during the Cardinal season, but this is truly the actual Cardinal season for 2023. So yeah, you're right. So uh, once I started reading it, did you did you find that I had gotten in your opinion? And you're welcome. I mean, you'll be terminated if you disagree with right, me, right, right, but at right, least right. The, the, for the next 50 minutes, you'll have a job. Nice. Did you disagree with my response to it, for lack of a better term? Be honest with me. Be honest with me, because I because I want to know if I'm over. I don't want to oversell it to the people on 101 ESPN. I don't know how much they talked about it on the opening drive. If they talked about it, because Matt Rocchio was telling people that the Billikens were playing <laughs> a school like near Riverview last night, right? And, and I figure they probably spent all three hours on that. Well, I held them accountable for that. You held them accountable yeah. for that. Yeah, despite him being taller and bigger than me, I held him up against the wall. I'm well, good for you. Like sneaky strong. See that. Like really just I can put up a lot of weight. So, you know, that was no problem for me. I I don't disagree is the wrong word because I don't think there is a right answer on this. I think so, like so much of this is so open and you can do like in our minds what is the right move, but at the end of the day if it doesn't work out, if it doesn't work out then like revisionist history will come in and this was right and that was wrong. So I don't know if there is a right answer. The perspective I think uh, was based in your honest opinion, and that, and that's truly all that matters. Well, I think the article, and I didn't know that that Derek or anyone would really ask this question, mm-hmm. but he did, and it seems like based on the article, and I'm about to read it, uh, was Derek waiting to get John Mazalak one on one, and then ask him the question that I have been wondering aloud here on this show and on TMA and I'm sure on the Tim McKernan show podcast. And that is what do the Cardinals do this off season? Because when it gets down to it, they are from a baseball standpoint, probably. And when I say probably, I'm not saying like 55, 45, I'm saying 80, 20, not going to be able to fix this rotation between now and the time they arrive in Jupiter, Florida. For number one, the number of holes they have to fill. Number two, the two guys they're counting on, who I don't think you can necessarily quote-unquote count on. And number three, how competitive the market is going to be for the pitching. And number four, who the teams are who are competing for the starting pitching and their relative bankrolls. Mm -hmm. And so if, in fact, that is the case, and then if, in fact, you do believe you have pitching solutions arriving in 2025, should you move off of being aggressive this offseason so as to not get yourself in a spot where you're paying a bunch of money for a pitcher or two that still isn't going to get you to where you need to be in 2024. And on top of that, now you are likely committing to that pitcher in 2027, eight, nine, because that's what the math is going to look like. Right, right, right. And I will give you ESPN's predictions for what these guys are going to get momentarily. So here is Derek's article in the St. Louis post-dispatch. I'm not going to read it in its entirety, 
but he lays it out. Mm-hmm. And then he talks to Mazalok about it. Right. And then you'll find the other thing that we have been talking about on this show for a long time, and that is how much is this Bally situation impacting the Cardinals' business of baseball right. and their budget? And it's all now uh, hitting at the same time. And so Derek covered that, and I want to read that to our audience who may not have read it yet in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Within the 30 minutes he spent Wednesday talking to reporters, John Mazalak diagnosed his team's need for pitching and upgrades in bulk. He mentioned the club's excitement for young talents who could arrive by 2025, and he stressed how uber-competitive the market is already for free agent starters this winter. It was only later, as he walked briskly back toward the team's suite, that Mazalok fielded a question that brought those topics together. If their need for pitching is so obvious, and the competition for that pitching so onerous, is there a scenario this winter where they cannot add pitching and must step back, adjust their focus toward when the talent surfaces in 2025, and even consider trading star veterans? Oh, thank you, Derek Gould. Thank you, Derek Gould. I mean, God bless America. It's not like Derek and I are like, hey, Derek, I'm asking him favors. Can you ask a question? I'm just like, that's that's what I, that's essentially, that summarizes where I am. Right. Near the resort's pool, Mazalok slowed his pace, and his answer, quote, not at all. That's not on our radar. Now, many of you may hear that and then not know about the next part that I'm about to read and go, that's great to hear, because I think the Cardinal fan expectation... For this offseason, the expectation, not the hope, there's a difference. Like, I had hope Missouri was going to beat Georgia. I didn't have an expectation. Right. The Cardinal fan expectation is that they are going to sign either Blake Snell or Aaron Nola and one or two other players, pitchers. So sign Snell or Nola and then sign perhaps another one, and trade for someone. I think that is what the major expectation is of people who I'd consider Cardinal fans, not like people who show up because they want to get Instagram photos with duck lips. Like people who really, people are listening to this station all day long. Yep, agreed. And I don't think that's necessarily what the Cardinals are thinking. And so you got a conundrum there. I keep going back to that word. But here is why the Cardinals are not going to go into a reset mode. Not necessarily rebuild, but a reset. And that's where the TV rights thing comes into play. Take a listen to this. The Cardinals' budget, Derek writes, there is, after all, more at stake than the standings. The Cardinals' budget for player spending is tied to the billion-dollar rights deal with Bally's Sports Midwest. From my standpoint, DBA Bailey's. Mazalak, when asked about that, said, heavily so. With the regional sports network marketplace in upheaval as a result of bankruptcy filings and hemorrhaging cash, a handful of teams have not received payments and others are unsteady. Mazalak said he has not been told by ownership to scale back spending due to rights fees concerns, and the team received all of its payments in 2023. With that uncertainty, the Cardinals feel they must invigorate fans after a last play season so the club can count on a revenue flow from old faithful ticket sales. So in other words... To summarize that, I would imagine most of you get where he's coming from, even if you don't like it. Cardinals know they got a problem with this television situation. 
And as a matter of fact, in a courtroom yesterday, Bally's announced that they will not be carrying Major League Baseball anywhere after 2024, giving teams enough time to find a new platform. So if you've really enjoyed the Bally's experience, and I know I'm speaking to nearly everyone in this audience because it's been magical, like, oh, I love an app that doesn't work. Unfortunately, it's coming to an end after next season. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, Like if you're a landlord and you have people who don't pay you. I know people like that. But in this case, Major League Baseball is going to move on from that arrangement. But it creates uncertainty. So if you got a problem on that front, and I realize we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, most people, you, Jackson excluded, can't relate to that. But if your budget is going to be approximately $200 million, and if 60 of that comes from television revenue, to not have certainty with approximately a third of that revenue stream, that is a cause for concern. And so the Cardinals acknowledge that. And therefore, they can't, in their minds, have a reset on 2024, which might make the most sense baseball-wise, because they can't afford to have another season with attendance that looks like it did in August and September of this year. Right. And therefore, they are going to try to go out and bring players in. Now, it's going to lead to, theoretically, what fans want, which is the Cardinals not just resetting, not trading Paul Goldschmidt, based on what John Mazalek said. My concern is it's going to lead to a number of bad deals. And that is where I get concerned. Mazalek said the following, I do think there are a lot of question marks for next year on the regional sports networks. Uh, That is fair. Our other revenue source is our attendance. So that is something from an organizational standpoint, we want to be focused on and we want to share that we can maintain that. We understand it's product driven. So we want to improve the team to help that happen. That is, is the plan. So, with regards to that, what will these deals look like? ESPN this morning released its prognostications for what these free agent pitchers are going to get. I will give those to you on the other side of the break. I think a number of them are going to be incredibly eye-opening. We'll have that for you next here on Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, Burkhardt, Alton, Toyota on 101 ESPN and on our YouTube channel. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We've both removed our hoods. Yeah. Uh, A brief look into the YouTube uh, video. Mm -hmm. I didn't like what I saw, so... I, if you notice, Tim, I've gone. I switched to to buds. As yeah, you, see, to you kind of announced that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How do you feel about the look right now? As you look on YouTube, you know Tommy Summers is in there talking about it along with Troy Defects. I think there is a direct correlation to the crown thinning and me wearing headphones. So you're saying if I didn't wear headphones, I would look like Quinn Snyder at his press conference as the new Missouri basketball coach. Circa was that April of 1999. Sounds right. Um, no, I don't know about. I don't know. I just I think there was right when I started wearing cans every day, December twenty twenty. The, the crown got thinner and thinner, so I think uh, taking that stress off the top of my head is important. Okay, well that's why Jackson is going with the buds here, and you can watch it on YouTube. Air Alliance Team Camera Sponsor of our uh, studio cameras here on one hundred and one ESPN and the one hundred and one ESPN YouTube channel. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett, with you on a thoroughfare Thursday. Yes, yeah, right. 
I think the deep dive was already created by Derek Gould's article, and now I go to ESPN.com for the projections of what the free agents are going to get. Now, this doesn't mean that this is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. This is what uh, ESPN's MLB insider Kylie McDaniel is projecting. I think some of these are low, actually. For Shohei Otani, whose opening day age will be 29 years old, he is expecting him to get 10 years million. Man. The math is pretty easy on that one. $52 million AAV. Then, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. It's the guy I'd like to see the Cardinals Mm -hmm. get. 25 years old. 25 years old. Opening day. Seven years, $212 million. That's a $30.3 million average annual value. If we were doing overs and unders on this, I don't know where I would be on the Otani one. Probably go... Under just because I think I would go under on that. On the Yamamoto one, I would actually go over the thirty point three AAV. Interesting. Um, again, a lot of that has to do with how many teams want pitching and who those teams are. Right. Um, so again, on Yamamoto, they rank him as the second most desirable free agent. Seven years, two hundred twelve million is the projected contract per Kyle McDaniel on ESPN.com. Now we get into Cardinal Land. Blake Snell. 2024 opening day age, 31. Projected contract, six years, $150 million, $25 million AAV. I think I'd go over on that one. I think I would as well. Yeah, I think I'd go over on that one. I really think I would on that. Just because Again, I keep going back to that market and the teams. Yeah. Like, you don't get Yamamoto, you don't get Otani, okay. You gotta pay up. Well, there's gonna now there's only a couple left that you might be in that category of, of Snell. Uh, so then, who, of course, are we going to after that? Aaron Nola. Opening day age of 30. Projected contract, five years, 120. So his AAV is a million less than Snell's. He's at 24. Still go over. Still going over. I go over on that as well, Jackson. Then we go to kind of the next tier. We saw this guy quite a bit over the last two years in St. Louis. Jordan Montgomery will be 31 on opening day. The projected contract for him, five years, $106 million. That's a $21.2 million AAV. Uh, I'm going over. Yeah, I think Just that, because we've gone over three straight times doesn't mean it's wrong. No, I get you. I get you. Uh, it's like a coin flip, you know, the gambler's fallacy. But... I think that number is actually like fairly. I think if there's any you want to wager on with me, I will wager with you right here, right now. So you'll take the over on that number five years, what, 105? Five years, 106. 106. I'll go under with that. I'll go 20 bucks on that. All right, 20 bucks. Book it. Book it, Brad. Locked in. So are we talking AAV? That that will be our bet is the AAV? Uh, Yeah, let's do AAV. Okay. 21.2. All right, I'll take the under. I'll go, I hope uh, 20 million, I think, is what we'll get. I think you're wrong on that. That's why I bet it. Uh, then we go to our next tier, Eduardo Rodriguez. He'll be 30 on opening day, four years, 72 million, 18 million AAV. Sonny Gray, a name associated with the Cardinals often, at least when it comes to St. Louis sports media. He just turned 34 two days ago, uh, and he is, according to Kylie McDaniel on ESPN.com this morning, he's projecting him at three years, $69 million, a $23 million AAV. Uh, regarding Gray, he says, Gray's market's limited only due to his age, as he has had his best season, um, 184 innings. 
2.79 ERA. He doesn't throw that hard, 92.8 miles an hour in his average fastball, but it plays up due to location and shape with his mid-80s slider serving as his headline out pitch. Gray will compete with Snell, Nolan Montgomery for the best pure starting pitcher AAV behind Yamamoto. So that's a reasonable target for his camp to shoot for. He'll likely land a three-year deal, but it's possible a team will go to a fourth year. Boy, felt like they were discussing... Cardinals with Dexter Fowler and the Cardinals with Wilson Contreras. Is Sonny Gray a lefty? I should know this. I'm going to look it up. Oh, I can answer it for you. You don't need to look it up. He's a right-hander. Okay. Problem. Lucas Giolito is also a right-hander, and he's 29 on opening day. And in the expectation for him, four years, 68 million, 17 million AAV. I'll go over on that. I'm not sure on that one. Again, I just that that one I wouldn't bet. That one I wouldn't bet. Because he had a rough go of it at the end. I wouldn't bet the gray one. That one confuses me. Uh, Marcus Stroman. He'll be 32 on opening day. Three years, 63 million. 21 AAV. Probably go under. You're going under on that one. Uh, his last deal was three years, 71 million, and he opted out of the last season at 21 million. I think he can get that AAV on a multi-year deal at a touch below the full package of his last three-year deal. And then the final pitcher, um, this one, I got to tell you, I know this might sound really out. I only like it from a one-year standpoint, but he was pretty good this year, Seth Lugo. Like, if you're looking like, Mm -hmm. oh, the Cardinals got this guy and this guy, then let's wrap it up with Seth Lugo. Now, the problem is McDaniel's got him getting a three-year deal. Three years, $36 million. He's 34 in opening day. I don't know if I want to commit $12 million a year to him. Uh, but if that was a one-year situation, that would intrigue me. He's got him at three years, $36 million. Um, I want to see if I can find. It's about what they pay. Waka Waka projected at two years, twenty six million. He's ranked as the twenty fifth, twenty seventh ranked free agent. Thirteen million AAV on Waka, two years, twenty six million. Yeah, that that I've said now twice in a row, two days in a row. That Waka thing really interests me. Tim, I think the Cardinals signed Nola, Monty, and Stroman. If that is the case, just for the sake of the conversation, and we will utilize the math provided by this article from which I read this morning, that means NOLA will cost 24, Montgomery costs 21, so now we're at 45, and then Stroman, what is he going to cost, Jackson? 23. Stroman was costing 21. 21. That is? 66. That's correct. That's a lot. That is more yeah. than the fifty-seven million. Now, hey, that doesn't that, that isn't a cap. That no. isn't a hard number. But hey, you do that, people would be excited. People would absolutely they'd be stunned and excited. I'll give you a hundred to one on it if you're yeah, interested. I'm not touching it because I just don't think that they'll sign outright three pitchers. I think you haven't even touched them. the bullpen then. Yeah, and now you spent all that money. Now you could go. Okay, well they're going to trade one of the outfielders or a couple of the outfielders. And they're going to bring in bullpen help that way. Yeah. My expectation is two free agents and a trade for the starting rotation. Yeah, and I think the money they'll spend... That's my expectation. Sure. And I think that might... My hope is they reset, but it's clear that (laughs) for financial reasons, they're not going to do that. Yeah. I think they'll end up spending about that $57 So how they... What they do with that... I assume two arms and then trade around for the third starting pitcher and bullpen help. I would be surprised if they outright sign three starters. So just for the record, to reset this, and I don't—I know I said it on TMA, and I might not have said it on Balloon Party. So many shows. So many. Uh, the Cardinals are currently at $143 million in committed payroll at the moment. Right. 
And the goal is to be at around, again, it's a goal. It's not a cap, 200 when it's all said and done for the 40-man. Yep. So, Jackson, 200 minus 143. Uh, $57 million. God, you're just dunking on us all with this math. $57 million. So, therefore, if you were to do Nola Montgomery Stroman, and we're operating on these projections. Who knows? Maybe these are inaccurate. Then you're at $66 million and you have not tended to any other part of your club. So now you have gone, what, 18% over what the goal of the budget is, all while expressing concern on your television revenue. So going above the budget just wouldn't necessarily. Now, the, the, the way that it oftentimes works is people go, who cares? He's a billionaire. But I would tell you that one of the reasons why he's a billionaire is because he adheres to budgets. Right. And that includes all billionaires, not just Bill DeWitt. No, I shouldn't say that. Not all billionaires. Certainly not all billionaires. Um, but more often than not, people who have real, 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 real money aren't spending it like they have real, real, real money. Jackson, what is the phrase? Money talks, wealth whispers. Yep. 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 Jay-Z always talks about that. Hove. And Hove. he will join us on the other side of the break? Uh, yeah. Yep. Him and Beyonce. Queen B. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything ready for Queen B. I have my questions yep. for Sean. Cool. All right. Well, that's coming up. on uh, a big, you know, kind of, honestly, I think it's kind of a waste at 1030. But Watch this. Coffee with the Carters. No. Coffee with the Carters. That's what this is. Yep. Yep. Thursdays at 1035. Yep. Coffee with the Brunch Carters. Brunch with B? Brunch, yeah. Brunch with the Beehive. Wow. This show kind of just advanced. I thought the YouTube chat thing was a big deal. Yeah. Take that, Don PP. Yep. Why are you going against Don Peepee? I oh, would go okay. against Don Peepee. That's a bad idea in this neighborhood. Well, take that as in like, uh, you know, take that and, and disperse it to the people. Oh, I see. Okay. I took it a different way. All right. Your thoughts are welcome. 314-399-646. What are your expectations for what the Cardinals do? Now that you've heard those numbers and now that you've heard an excerpt from Derek Gould's article in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch this morning, uh, at least they're at least acknowledging that right. the TV situation is yeah. a problem for them. Um, but some might go, oh, they're just using that as an excuse. It's a lot of money. Your thoughts are welcome. Uh, YouTube chat and air comfort service text line. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganast Burkhardt, Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and YouTube. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party driven by Mongan Asperg, Alton Toyota. You know what I'm doing? I'm treating the, the YouTube camera like I'm doing a live shot. Mm, staring right down the barrel. Yeah. Steve Savard's throwing it to me. It's 2004. I have a full head of hair. I have dreams. Mm-hmm. Lifts are in. Lifts are in. Yes, let me look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Just shot up a couple inches. Camera's still pointed, though, on a Michael Locke, a downward plane. Uh, Welcome into the program. A lot of Cardinal discussion today. That's been our deep dive. It wasn't necessarily the intent. I'm telling you, the Derek Gould article, you know, before coming into the the station to do the shows, uh, contrary to the product I disperse, you would never think it. 
But I, uh, I'll read the Post Dispatch and the Athletic and other articles. Jackson sends over links. I do every, every evening and morning, uh, and I'll read all over the place. And so the article, I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, it's kind of like a everybody's getting sick at the GM meetings and they're going home. That's kind of what I figured it was. And then I go in and I go, holy crap, he is asking the question that I think absolutely warrants being asked, which is, once again, for those of you just joining us, Derek Gould to John Mazalek yesterday. If the Cardinal need for pitching is so obvious and the competition for that pitching so onerous, do you say onerous or onerous? I'll go onerous. Because I've used both. It's like data and data. You can do either. Yeah, caramel, caramel. Nice, really nice. Thanks. Is there a scenario this winter where the Cardinals cannot add pitching and must step back, adjust their focus toward when the talent surfaces in 25, and even consider trading star veterans? Oh, Derek Gould. Oh, Derek Gould. Bringing the heat. Just from my standpoint, a great kind of obvious question. Right. But it hadn't been asked. At least I hadn't. I mean, maybe it's been asked 30 times. I don't know. I mean, I live on a driving range. Uh, and uh, Mazalak gave the answer. Not at all. That's not on our radar. But it's not, I want to emphasize this, some Cardinal fans, well, of course not, because the team wants to win. But that's where it goes into all the business elements of this. So I think what fans would hear there and go, oh, that's good. The Cardinals know they let us down and they want to win. But it is a business, and as the article goes on to state, which you can read at stltd.com, they are super concerned, and justifiably so, about the regional sports networks, Bally's Midwest in their case. Jackson calls it Bailey's. That's right. And then you have the attendance issue. Yep. And if you don't have a product that has the public fired up, you saw, contrary to what is said, that uh, you know, as, as is portrayed, three million people will show up no matter what. Uh, you will see a drop-off. And I took my son, me and my wife took my son, our older son, to a Cardinal game for his birthday. He really wanted to do that. A little disappointed at him, honestly, considering it was in late August. But I did it. And we had the ballpark to ourselves. It was a Sunday afternoon against the Mets. Mm. Uh, God, who was somebody had? Aplacios had a great catch, a Willie McGee 1982 tribute. So, so for those of you who may have been there, if that was the case, we probably were able to scream across the ballpark to each other because <laughs> there weren't many people there. So the Cardinals saw that, and it has an impact on the gate. It has an impact on concessions, of course, cause and effect. Can't spend money on your libations and your popcorn if you're not in the ballpark. Yep. So there is an impact. So the Cardinals are going, oh, crap, this one revenue stream is in jeopardy, so we've got to make sure we don't lose the other revenue stream. And therefore, we are going to return to competition in 2024. It's a wonderful goal. Cardinal fans would be happy if that's the case. They don't care what the reasons are. They want to see a team compete. The problem is, is what is the cost of the competition going to be? Not in 2024, like, I'm, if Wilson Contreras were up after next year, I'd be like, this Wilson Contreras deal is the bee's knees. Yeah. But he isn't. And so then you get into potentially paying for pitchers in their mid to late 30s ridiculous amounts of money to try to maximize the last of the Goldschmidt contract and also the tail end of the Nolan Arenado contract. So it's risky. In addition to the money that most likely won't be providing wonderful return, Wilson Contreras at age 35, 36 as a DH or even Wilson Contreras next year as a DH like he was 
low so many games this year. And that is the spot the Cardinals are in. And if you look at baseball in the late 90s and early 2000s, the thought was game needs a cap because the Yankees and Red Sox, and to an extent, the Mets, the Mets were in the playoffs in 99. They beat the Cardinals in the NLCS in 2000 and lost to the Yankees in 2000. But it was the Yankees and the Red Sox from 1996 to 2007, winning in 96, Mm -hmm. in 98, 99, 2000. Yankees won the pennant in 2001, didn't win the World Series. Both the Yankees and Red Sox in the ALCS in 2003. Yankees and Red Sox ALCS 2004. And Red Sox winning the World Series in 2004. And the Red Sox winning the World Series in 2007. And the thought process was, whoever has the biggest chip stack can buy themselves into, at the very least, the playoffs, if not a World Series, because 12 teams weren't going to the playoffs back then. Well, now... The system is build up either one of the pitching or the position players with your farm system and then supplement with free agency. The Texas Rangers did spend on free agent pitching. They did it with Avaldi and got paid off. They did it with DeGrom and they didn't. They also spent on rebuilding their middle infield with Seager and Semyon and that paid off in a major way. Plus, both the Diamondbacks and Rangers had bullpens that were shutting people down in October. Now, the Cardinals are in a spot where that pitching may be arriving in 2025, but it's not there in 2024. And so they're going to try to tend to everything in one fell off season. And it just happens to be the off season in which everybody, including those big boys I just mentioned from the early part of the 21st century, are going to be competing for the same arms. And I just don't know how they do that all while trying to either, you want to say, placate the fan base or re-energize the fan base. Whatever verb you want to use, it it arrives at the same thing. Get people back to the ballpark. And I just don't know how they're going to accomplish that, all while trying to remain competitive year in, year out, which has essentially been the business model of the organization ever since Bill DeWitt Jr., the chairman, took the team over nearly 30 years ago. Jackson, there is a summary of the conundrum. Yeah, it's like they're almost like stretched too thin with so many objectives they not only want to accomplish but need to accomplish. And I don't know if there is one singular answer that they can do in the offseason to tend to all of those things. It's like, you know, if you don't spend a crazy amount of money, you're not going to get the attendance, which will obviously hurt revenue. But if you do spend all that money, you could really hamstring yourself down the road. And what is that going to do to revenue when and uh, still the television situation is such an uncertainty? Let me uh, just for the sake of it. And I I think because mathematically. This may work. Mm-hmm. Based again, I, I read the article from ESPN.com's baseball insider, uh, Kylie McDaniel, and his projections for what he thinks these contracts are going right. to be, which is just a guy. I mean, you know, it's certainly a more knowledgeable guy, but, you know, it doesn't mean that this is what is actually going to happen. That the Cardinals could, based on his numbers, theoretically, Jackson, mm-hmm. just theoretically, let's say they, because Sonny Gray, let's, let's go with that one. So, and he has Sonny Gray ranked as the 10th best free agent this offseason with an AAV of $23 million, but mm-hmm. only a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. I say only because he just turned 34. You're still paying him uh, age 34, 35, 36 seasons. So now we're at 23 there. Yep. Let's say they also got Jordan Montgomery, and he's got him at 21 AAV. So now we're at 44. Yep. And then let's go Michael Wacking. How's that sound? You like the Michael Wack idea, do you yeah, not? 13. 13. So that gets us to 57. And we're at the 57. So let me put this to the people. And then you trade for the bullpen help. 
If it were to be Gray, Montgomery, and Waka, how would you as Cardinal fans feel? Hmm. And of course, I'm posing that query to you, and I'm posing that query to our audience. I would think, I would think people would be enthused by that. Yeah, I think. But the only thing, then then I'll shut up. No, it's good. I think there is an expectation that they are going to be in on. I don't think people expect Yamamoto, even though that's the one that I personally would like, that they're going to be in on Nola or Snell. And so the way this is going to play out is Otani's going to go, and then the teams that didn't get Otani, okay, now we got to get on Snell Nola, probably Snell. Um, and it depends on if you're a team that wants to get in on Bellinger after his resurgence um, and you have an offensive priority. And then it's, you know, it's a domino effect. Usually, you know, you'll find some supplemental pieces go beforehand, but usually there is a, a procedure, a chronological mm-hmm. order. Um, and I would imagine operating on the premise that the Cardinals wouldn't get those guys that then you start to have the anger build up over the next few weeks. Like, oh my God, now that people aren't expecting Otani, but oh my God, they didn't get Nola, they didn't get Snell, what the hell are they doing? Right, right. So with that said, would that satisfy Jackson Burkett? So I totally agree with what you just said about the timeline of it all, because I think that is very likely to happen. I think that people at on the surface would be enthused because it's an influx of pitching. However... I'm sorry. However, something we've talked about, and this doesn't, it's not working. It's not a hundred percent, but for the most part, world series teams have that, that dog, that ACE. And I don't know if there is an ACE in there. I think Montgomery gray and Waka, certainly Waka at his highest is a really good two. I think all those guys are really good twos. I think Michaelis has shown flashes of it, but not consistently enough to be heralded as the ACE. I don't know if you are really trying to compete for a World Series if any of those guys have that ace stuff. And so this gets back to our biggest conversations. Even if you're spending the money, are you spending it wisely enough to be competitive down the road? The reason why those, those just putting it together, because now you're not necessarily burying yourself in the back half of the decade with guys who are you know, making a ridiculous right. amount of money into their late 30s. But keep in mind, you'd be paying Sonny Gray 34, 35, 36 years, and you're paying Sonny Gray at the top of his market. Mm -hmm. He's coming off his career year. Michael Waka had not been doing this over the last decade when he wasn't in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so that was a great year in San Diego, but that isn't what the body of work has been. And uh, and then also Jordan Montgomery. Um, and Jordan Montgomery at this AAV of 21, just for the sake. I mean, I'm just playing out how to get it to 57 and under, and then you go, well, then you haven't tended to the bullpen, but I would say then they tend to the bullpen with going through the trade route, which still would take them over $57 million, which takes them over $200 million, but at that point, you've signed three free agent pitchers. Just based on the AAV, making the math that was presented to us work, that would actually do it. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts. I'll look at what the texts are in the YouTube chat. You're listening to Balloon Party, 101 ESPN and YouTube. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. It's driven by Mungan Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. My name is Tim McKernan. That's Action Jackson. A lot of cardinal discussion on today's program. It's 1055. Jackson, Let's diversify here. We got the Blues and the Coyotes tonight. Are you going to watch it? Yeah. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. I got tickets. I took my son on Tuesday. I love going to the games with him. 
And now that he can skate, he's teaching me things. He just turned six and he's teaching me things. And if he can teach me things, he can teach you things. For sure. Is it weird that my six-year-old is closer in age to you than I am to you? Probably not weird for you, but it's weird for me. That, yeah, I could recognize that. Yeah, I don't find it weird at all. Interesting. I had older parents, so like, it's not weird to me at all. Okay. Well, he's teaching me things. And I, I'm trying to learn to skate. So I just began that process yesterday, and my body is aching today. Yeah, I can definitely. On a treadmill, uh, not just like going around the ice with like buckets and holding <laughs> on while kids zip by me for the I've record. done that before. You did the treadmill thing? No, 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 the buckets. Oh. How did it treat you? Uh, I realized the ice isn't for me. The ice isn't for you? No. Well, if I'm going to have two sons who play the game and they want to go to skates, you know, well, I can scroll Instagram while they're out there. I want to be out there with my boys, huh? Nothing wrong with that at all. But my God, it's something I wish I would have learned at a younger age, kind of like golf. But you know what? I'm a meat and potatoes guy. You are. Proletariat. Thank you. And growing up in South St. Louis, it was fun in the 1980s when the indoor plumbing worked. <laughs> the idea of going on a golf course or a rink right? and being out with the Horton Watkins kids, we didn't even know what that was. Right. Well, unless you had like a mop in your hand or something. That's exactly right. If we were cleaning up at the rink, mm-hmm. you know, like the scene at the orphanage in Annie. That's right. what I looked like. Big Goodwill hunting vibes. You know. That's exactly right. And I was doing they... math problems in the hallway while the Horton Watkins kids were away. Right. Yeah. And solving them and then and leaving. And then choosing to go into journalism. And fighting people. <laughs> that was the real episode of Goodwill hunting. Right. He was a math genius, but he chose to go into local television. Uh, Jackson, is there a question you can ask in under two minutes that I can answer in under two minutes before we hand it off to BK and Ferrario? Yeah, 100%. What do we got? Uh, kind of freestyle on this one. Oh, but uh, it's a uniform question then. No, when looking at the state of baseball, it's more of a baseball question than it's a cardinal question, but obviously with Bally's not going to be uh, carrying the games after 2024. Per a court filing. Yeah. Do you think that missed revenue is more likely to be passed on to the fans in terms of ticket prices yes. and concessions or, yes. or player contracts? Uh, fans. Okay. Fans in the stands clapping their hands. Yeah. Here in the crowd, come on, go fight, win. Do, do you think it'll be like subtle, like a slow buildup, or do you think it'll just be I like... Mean, I, do, I do think it can impa- impact the player salaries, don't get me wrong, but I mean, if you're asking where it will be more felt, I would say that. Yeah. Uh, listen, I hope the Cardinals create a yes network in SNY, the Cubs have marquee. Mm-hmm. Um, there's got to be other networks that are like that. Wouldn't you think? I think I think that's really... I mean, the start of the end of the Big 12 was the University of Texas trying to do that Longhorn network. Right. I would love for the Cardinals to do that. LA uses Bally's, or at least do the, they really? the Clippers do. Um, and then well, the Dodgers. But the Dodgers don't have their own network. Like Sportsnet or something like some... Yeah, it's not, but they don't have their own network. And if the card, if you can make it work, and I guess it, it was when I was doing TV, it was Market 21, now it's Market 23 probably not trending up anytime soon, then you know it can work. But the thing is, with the Cardinal geographic footprint, it's really all over the Midwest and part of the South. Right. So it's not like it's, hey, it's this smaller market in the middle of the country. The Cardinal footprint is is so pronounced throughout the country. Geographically, you can appeal to a bunch of people. But of course, New York, it's a different world. Hence, yes, and also SNY. The Red Sox are on Nesson, yep. but that's not exclusive Red Sox network. You know no, what I mean? No. It's the Northeast Sports Network. Right. And then the 
Wizards and the Caps split a network. T- Ted Leonidas, right? Had they split? That sounds that? right. That sounds that right. Stick, but I don't know. Either way, I would love for the Cardinals to do that. Maybe they can go in on with the Blues. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it'll work. But then what happens when they're both playing at the same time? Well, so Grizzly, Grizzlies will need a. Uh, Grizzlies need somebody. They use Bally's. They're on Bally's Sports Midwest. You're talking about the Memphis franchise. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Jackson's making things happen. Always goes back to the association. Time for us to go. BK and Ferrario are up next. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McCurney. This has been Mug and S. Burkhardt's presentation of Balloon Party on 101 ESPN and YouTube. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.